Hello everyone, this is Coffee Chug with another episode of Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. It has been a long time since we have had our last episode, but we're back with the golden message of trying to find those stories of educators doing amazing things in the classroom to inspire learning by students. And we finally have a, a story that is worthy of sharing. And so without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Algebra and pre-algebra teacher at Pleasant Valley Junior High. And it should probably also be noted that uh, this educator is also um, my wife and best friend and mother to three awesome kids. But with all that bias aside, we're here to talk about a project that she had the courage to take on in her classroom. Um, and so why don't we start off a little bit and basically kind of describe if you could just kind of a, a brief overview of what the project was and, and what you were you were hoping to achieve. So the standard that I wanted to reach was FIF5, which is a high school algebra standard. And it talks about um, students recognizing domain and range from a graph. So in the past, this has always been a concept that students have really struggled with. So I made it a challenge for myself to come up with a different way to approach the content to get to a deeper understanding for the kids. So what I wanted to do was allow them to have choice and also to be able to use um, Desmos in order to manipulate it to get a stronger understanding of what domain and range is. So for anybody who's probably not a math genius, myself would be in that category, that sounds like a lot that needs to be covered and taught. And anybody who's been in education that's trying to figure out how to weave in uh, the mindsets of project-based learning or inquiry learning and, and deep learning into your classroom realizes that it's, that it's not an easy task. So math is probably one of the toughest subjects to do that. So how were you able to set the classroom and the environment in order to make this project ensure that it was going to be successful? So we began um, with a lesson that allowed the kids to become familiar, first of all, with the terminology of domain and range. So we started to talk about how domain is how far to the left and how far to the right some uh, graph can go. And then the range is how high up and how low the, um, image or the graph can go. So what I wanted them to do was translate that into an image that it wasn't either they chose online or they made themselves. And so once they did that, then what we did is they chose that picture. They translated it to a coordinate grid. From the coordinate grid, then they started to work into Desmos in order to create that function or that graph or that design that they wanted. And by using the domain and range, then they were able to make the lines begin and end where they wanted them to. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of learning, and, and I know along the way, um, as you were reflecting each day, you were able to see the light bulb kind of go off for a lot of kids. Um, and also just anybody listening into this podcast, I should also make note that all the documents and images of the work that kids created are all going to be posted in the show notes so you can kind of to gain that visual. But let's jump ahead to really the kind of the, the end of the project because I think that's really where the magic happened and the light bulb went off, I think, for, for you as an educator um, as well as other educators in your building. Could you talk a little bit about how you wrapped up this project? And so the kids were working on Desmos, um, but I guess it kind of comes to that question of, of so what? So, so what did they end up doing with that? So once they created their image in Desmos, then they had a vinyl cut of what their image was. So a lot of kids commented that they really liked that they had a finished product that they could keep and it was their own. Um, so once we did that, once we got the vinyl cut, I made a display in the hallway for all the teachers to see and parents any adults coming in the building. But then we also opened it up and invited any um, parents and teachers to come into the classroom during the four periods that I have algebra. And so what that entailed during that time was the students first showing those adults what their vinyl was, then going into Desmos and actually showing the adults what the functions were and what the domain and range were. Because I think there was a lack of understanding on the adult part, on the adult end of how much work it actually took to create these images. So once they were done explaining to the adults everything that they had to do to create that image, then it was the adults' turn to learn. And we started off basic with the adults, and they the students taught whatever adult they were paired up with how to make a square in Desmos. So once they were able to do that, then the, the adults got a much stronger understanding of, oh my goodness, this really took a lot of work. And they understood, yes, that was 100 functions written for maybe one design. But those 100 functions really took a lot of thought and thinking and understanding of how does the domain and range affect this image that I want. And so from, from you, I think that that's a powerful moment where the students are, are owning their learning. They're, they're teaching adults their learning. I mean, that that's really one of the, probably the truest assessments that we can probably ever give a student is to kind of take on that teacher role um, in this capacity with other teachers in the building or, or parents. But I think the power of this was is, is something even beyond, yes, we you've covered the standard. I think that it was obviously kids proving their understanding of that. But, but what was it that that cemented this project for you as a, a powerful pro project where you understood that maybe this way of teaching and not this way of teaching, but this mode of learning for students um, can, can really be a place that, that needs to be in classrooms maybe more often when, when it fits itself. I think it goes both ways. I first saw um, with the students there were there was absolutely zero behavior issues in those six days that we were working on it in the class. Um, they would literally walk in, grab their iPads, and begin working before the bell even rang. They're never going to do that with a worksheet. They're never going to do that with um, any task that is not meaningful to them. So for the student side of it, they were definitely 
into it. They wanted to do their best. They were focused. It was their choice. You know, they got a choice in it. So I think that definitely helped. Um, from the adult side of it on that day, um, yesterday when they were all in, it was amazing to watch those adults interact and learn from whether it was their own child or a student that they have sitting in their classroom. And there was just this mutual respect back and forth between student and adult that you don't always see, especially with eighth graders. I had a couple parents say some things that really stuck out to me. So the one dad said, I've, I saw her working on this at home. I just never knew what this was. So they, and that's typical for eighth graders. Um, I had another parent say this was the first time she had ever been in the building during a school day in the two years that her son's been in our building. I had an, our secretary say this was the first time they've ever given out all of our visitor passes at one time. So that solidifies for me we need to do this more. If this is the first for these types of things, I need to open my doors for parents to come in. And in order for that to happen, it needs to be something like this, which also challenges me as a teacher. Yeah, I think you, you hit on a lot of key points there. I think it's not only the, the, the pushing of the comfort zones for the students, there's that pushing of the comfort zone for yourself, and also the pushing of the comfort zones to the community to come into the school um, and, and take on that role of a student for the first time and, and have a student to be that teacher. And so you, obviously we've talked a lot um, and you've seen that value in it. And I think the kids that were really connected and the projects turned out amazing as, as you look at the show notes at the images. But I think it's also important that we also keep things real. Um, and so what is it also that would be important for you if, if, if there's a math teacher or any sort of teacher listening and goes, okay, so I, I want to dab my toe in these waters of, of these types of projects. What are the, the realities that come with that um, in order to get to that moment where it solidifies all that work that, that leads up to it? I mean, this is kind of your, your, your kind of first kind of big project really of, of, of sorts. Um, what were those, those learning steps along the way? So I would say compared to um, a typical lesson, the work happens in different, at different times. So with this project, the work definite, on my end of it definitely happens up front in the planning, and the work happens at the end um, in bringing it all together for the exhibition or the you know for adults to come in and see it. The work in between when the kids were working in those six days was a much lighter load on me because the responsibility of the learning was on the kids. That, that doesn't mean that I was not doing any teaching, but I was able to do teaching that the kids wanted to know. They needed to know how to make a circle in order to make this picture that they wanted. So there was a, a need on their end, so they wanted to know it. Now, that was not anything that was in the standard, so that was definitely naturally an extension that occurred within the project. We're always trying to differentiate. I was able to naturally differentiate for these students. Um, they were able to walk in at any entry level, so I didn't have to worry about differentiating for the kids who are struggling because they were able to adapt their image to fit what they needed and still fit in the domain and range like we needed. Yeah, so I think one of those key points here as we close up is just an idea that where you're busy, maybe compared to 
the way things used to be or, or, the, or a, a traditional mode of operation in the classroom. There, there's a lot of work on the upfront getting ready. There's a lot of work on the end. And then there's that kind of lull in the middle where sometimes you question, like, what am I actually even doing? Uh, talking with teachers in projects time and time again, it's kind of like they don't really need me during this time. And it, it's, that's kind of a weird mindset to kind of get through. It's not that you're not busy, but it's a different mind frame when every day you're kind of the – the, the person in charge running through that lesson where you are the one up front every day. Um, as we close, make sure you take a look at, at, at the show notes and take a look at the images of what these students put together because it really is it's quite remarkable what these students were able to accomplish. Um, one thing that wasn't mentioned was the awesome outpouring, I think, of, of her staff. So many teachers came that day um, to show the support to the students and and to that, and I think that it goes to show that, that that's the essential piece of culture um, when the teachers are on board, willing to to push and support one another in these endeavors, and that's something that that needs to be embraced more and more in schools across this nation is supporting one another as we try these things um, because it is scary and and, and risky. Um, but to close, if you have questions and stuff. Information will be there to reach out to, out to her if you have questions or ideas. All her stuff will be there posted below, as already mentioned. And I guess in closing, besides thanking you for your time, is, do you have any final words of advice to teachers or, or anybody listening in that may be interested in, in pursuing something like this? We have amazing students sitting in our classrooms. We need to give them these opportunities. I, myself and the other teachers in my department said, it's not just the students sitting in your classrooms learning, it's yourself. You can learn so much from them as well. And when you put the ball in their court, it's amazing what they can accomplish. So they don't have the fear to accomplish this or to take on this task. So don't let your fear be what's getting in the way. Awesome. And I think that's a powerful statement, which is right where we need to end. Thank you for your time. Thank you.